Huh, I wonder what our schedule looks like the next few games. Are we the real deal or are we just uh, hella lucky? Also, there's a few players that I want to talk about in this episode because I think they're going to be the key for us getting the win against the Boston Bruins. We have a lot to discuss in this pregame analysis, so buckle up. Your Locked On Devils, your daily podcast on the New Jersey Devils. Part of the Locked On Podcast Network, your team every day. Hi, this is Bryce Salvador, and you're Locked On Devils with Trey Matthews. Alrighty now, what is up New Jersey? Welcome back to the Locked On Devils podcast here on the Locked On Network. I'm your host, college hockey play-by-play announcer and also Devils writer for Pucks and Pitchforks, Trey Matthews. And it's currently 11.40 p.m. Eastern Time, November 12th, 2021 at the time of this recording. And guys, it is game day for the New Jersey Devils. We will be taking on the Boston Bruins and hopefully we can extend our win streak to four games and also extend maybe our point streak to five games. You know, if we send the game into OT or a shootout, we don't come out victorious. We might not have the win streak, but at least we'll have the point streak. And like I said in the last episode, these points do add up. So if you missed the last episode, I basically talked about uh, my overall reactions from our shutout win against the New York Islanders. I said that the New Jersey Devils, despite uh, them having the overall better record and points than the Islanders, I don't think we were heavy favorites going into that matchup just because of our past history against the Islanders. So I broke it all down. I talked about Mackenzie Blackwood. I gave a bold prediction for Alexander Holtz. I won't say it in this episode because I really don't want to just, you know, uh, I, I guess put it out there even more. So, you know, if, if you need to hear the prediction, just listen to the episode. I don't want to jinx anything. I don't want to sound any more confident than I already am. I am set on my prediction and yep, that's pretty much final. So like I said, we're going against the Boston Bruins, but I want to talk about the last game a little bit for the New Jersey Devils because like I told you guys, there was just a lot of positive takeaways from the overall impact that the New Jersey Devils had in that game and it really says a lot about our overall team. So in the last episode, I kind of said that I didn't really know what to expect from this New Jersey Devils roster because when Jack Hughes went down, guys, honestly, you know, I try to remain positive. I try to remain, uh, you know, optimistic about our team. And I try to keep our expectations realistic. But at the same time, modest. I thought it was going to be downhill from there. And I thought uh, that game against the Anaheim Ducks, I thought that was a sign of things to come. Because like I told you guys, the schedule doesn't really look in the favor of the New Jersey Devils on paper. So, you know, we're going to be going up against uh, the Boston Bruins. I don't think that's going to be a tough matchup because going into that matchup, the Boston Bruins have an overall record of six and five, so they're barely treading the water in regards to that 500 mark. They lost to the Edmonton Oilers in a very uh, bad fashion. They dropped the game five to three, so that's why I was a little rather confident in our next matchup against them. However, like I said, this is the New Jersey Devils. We don't have uh, Drysdale on our team. We don't have McDavid on our team. So you know, at the same time, you know, even though the Edmonton Oilers, even though they uh, have the tendency to break hearts in the past, we can never ever 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 count them out so you know when I'm looking at the overall scheduling like I was saying for the New Jersey Devils there's a lot of games that I don't think we're the favorites to win so you know uh going against the Boston Bruins we're not the favorites to win in my opinion uh going against 
against the Rangers. They're ahead of us in the standings. So I believe that's going to be a good test for us. So if we're able to win against the Boston Bruins and if we're able to also beat the Rangers, then honestly, I think we're the real deal in regards to just being that dark horse team because uh, while the standings, uh, you know, are what they are currently, stop the counting, but the New Jersey Devils, we currently have a wild card spot. We have that first wild card spot secured out in the East. So, you know, like I said, stop the voting right now, but there's still a lot of season left. But right now, we're on the right track, especially with some of our key guys being out. So, you know, going up against the Senators, I think that's going to be an easier game for the Devils. However, I'm not really going to make an overall prediction in that regards. The Florida Panthers, that, that's going to also be a good test because was that game against them when we thrashed them 73? Was that a fluke or was that the real deal? So that's also going to be another good test. We're going to be go going up against the reigning champion Tampa Bay Lightning on November 20th. That's also going to be another good test for us. So Overall, for the New Jersey Devils, it's just test after test after test. So I just want to see, are we the real deal? Are we a legitimate team that you kind of need to just mark your calendars for? Because are we really that dark horse, like I was saying at the beginning of the year? Uh, you know, last season, I said this team was special, and we ended up losing uh, 10 or 11 or 12 straight games. And that was really frustrating because I thought we were putting together a very special season. I thought we would uh, be buyers at the deadline, and you know, not for like a big-name player, but just get some more... Uh, pieces to just contribute to our overall roster and impact but like I said guys uh in the last episode I just didn't know what to think of the Devils because I wasn't uh sure which Devils team am I going to get am I going to get the Devils team that uh beat the Florida Panthers who are one of if not the hottest team in the NHL currently seven to three am I going to get uh the team against the Anaheim Ducks in which we looked completely lost like we looked like a deer in headlights or you know I know we lost this game but that game against the LA Kings guys we we showed a lot of fight back we we showed signs of not giving up because when one man wasn't holding up his end of the bargain in terms of putting up solid production remember David Severson got three penalties in the final period of regulation and uh overall his penalty resulted in the LA Kings getting the go-ahead goal and things looked really bleak we had to pull Mackenzie Blackwood within the final 30 seconds it looked like all, all hope was lost but then Zaka was able to tie the game three to three and we send it into OT Unfortunately, we lost an OT, yes, and, you know, you can make the argument that Ty Smith kind of costed us the game because he had that turnover in our uh, defensive zone. However, I don't think it was a bad turnover. I just think he just got out-muscled. It was like a tug-of-war match, so I'm not really putting the blame on Ty Smith in that regards, but still, it was a valiant effort. It was a good fight. We came back. We didn't give up, and we ended up winning uh, the next game against the uh, San Jose Sharks in a shootout, and who was the hero that game? Damon Severson. He got the game winning goal in that shootout and that's how you redeem yourself because that game was literally uh the the day after we lost that heartbreaking loss to the LA Kings in which Damon Severson got three penalties I know a lot of people on Twitter were just letting him have it and were just like you know what he deserves to be benched and I was like hold on slow down we we don't need to bench Damon Severson he had a bad game overall you know don't let his three penalties overlook the fact that he was still putting up solid production that night so that's the one thing I don't want Devils fans to lose sight on but you know I I, I was a little confused but I saw this tweet and this is courtesy of 
of Gianni, uh, New Jersey Devils. So uh, follow him on Twitter. He said, the Devils' losses this season came uh, at the hands of the Flames, who are second in the Pacific, the Capitals third in the Metro, Columbus, they have a 700 uh, points percentage, and then you got the Kings, who were on a six-game win streak at the time of this tweet, and then you had the Ducks, who were on a five-game win streak at the time of that tweet as well. So, you know, he, he said, can we stop the dumb narrative of being worried because the Devils lost two bad teams? Okay, you know what? I would have to agree with Gianni in this case because, like I said, the Flames and Capitals games, I didn't think the Devils would come out victorious. I just said, you know, it just doesn't look like they have the firepower to compete with those respective teams. The Columbus Blue Jackets, I kind of expected a little bit more, but we ended up losing that game in a shootout, and then for the LA Kings, we lost it in OT, so I'm not really going to complain about those games all that much just because we were able to get a point out of it, and that's the one thing I asked for the Devils. So when we're going up against these teams that, you know, are going to be a quote-unquote test for us, I just want us to get at least a point, compete, show some fight back. Even if we don't uh, get the point, if we lose in regulation, just, uh, you know, show that you didn't give up. So that's the one thing I just asked for the New Jersey Devils because against the Flames, we, we gave up. Against the Capitals, we gave up. And, you know, overall, we're, we're making drastic changes. Like, I, I've been saying this in the past few episodes. I know you guys are getting tired of me talking about him. But, you know, like I said, he is my favorite player still. And even though he's he's uh, benched, and I think he's going to be benched for the next game as well, uh, Igor Sharangovich, like, you know, uh, he wasn't given the necessary production uh, for Lindy Ruff and he Lindy Ruff said at the beginning of the season that he wasn't going to take any prisoners and that he was going to make you know drastic changes if necessary because it's one thing I, I warned Sharon Govich about because I I thought Sharon Govich would get sent down obviously now I don't know his contract situation I don't know I don't know if we could just send him down without any repercussion but I don't think he would you know go uh, uh appear on many teams radars if we were to waive him and then send him down but at the same time you know would he appear on many teams radars Radars, uh, if he was placed onto the waiver market, I, you know, I didn't think Scott Wedgwood would get picked up, but lo and behold, the Arizona Coyotes picked him up and Scott Wedgwood was able to get them the win in his uh, first appearance in net for them. So, you know, I don't want to really, you know, test that uh, out. So I think just benching him and just trying to motivate Sharon Govich once again, because it's just so sad. Sharon Govich was like one of the key guys last season. And we were talking about how he, Jack Hughes, Kulkinen, all these other young guys, Ty Smith, they were the future of our organization and we have to rebuild around them because I even said it in one of my old articles for the hockey writers. I said Sharon Govich went from being nothing to now being a piece of this rebuild process for the Devils and now he's not even in the lineup anymore and I really want to see contribution from him but I understand wholeheartedly and I agree with what Lindy Ruff is doing currently and like I said, if the Devils continue to win, if they continue to get these points, then I don't think Sharon Govich is going to be given another opportunity anytime soon but if he is given that opportunity then he needs to capitalize on it wholeheartedly because we're seeing Yanni Kwokinen step up his game we're seeing Dawson Mercer step up his game and you know like I said there's a lot of people in Utica who will step up and and give that production so we saw with Alexander Holtz when he was lighting it up in Utica and I said he needs to be brought up we saw the same thing with Tyce Thompson and I brought up the fact he needs to be called up as well and then uh, you know we have two goalies in Utica right now Nico Dawes he is 5-0 and with a 2.00 goals against average and a 940 save percentage and then Akira Schmidt is you know having a good season himself he has a 3-0 record with a 1.31 
uh, goals against average and a 953 save percentage. So that's why Scott Wedgwood lost his job with New Jersey because, you know, they saw Schmidt, they saw uh, Dawes lighting it up in Utica, and they just said, you know what, I don't think there's any room for Scott Wedgwood because Wedgwood was signed to a two-way deal. So for the Devils, uh, I don't know what to make of our team right now. I, it's just been a very roller coaster season so far, and we're not even uh, a quarter of a way done with the season. And you know what, we're already um, in a wild card spot, still plenty of season left, knock on wood, not trying to make any bold predictions, but I'm just saying like, you know, we're off to a pretty decent start right now. I like where we're at, but the one thing I want to say for these next few matchups, especially against the Bruins, especially against the Rangers, we need to, you know, rack up the points. Even if we don't extend our win streak, try to get the point, like send it to OT, send it to a shootout, do whatever it takes to just neutralize those respective teams. And, you know, we do have a few players to worry about. Like I said, uh, the Boston Bruins are not the best team on paper. Same with the New York Islanders. So I was a little more confident in the Devils. So we'll see what happens. But uh, before we switch uh, subjects, I want to give you guys the first and second live read this morning. The first one comes from Bilt Bar. So I love Thanksgiving, all the good food and treats and plenty of them. But maybe you want a yummy dessert but isn't so full of calories. It's the perfect time for Bilt Bars. Bilt Bar is the new holiday dessert. Feast on something delicious and feel good about it. One slice of pie has upwards to 300 calories, and that's on the low end. Most Bilt Bars are only 130 calories and only 4 grams of sugar with plenty of protein. Replace the coconut cream pie with coconut Bilt Bar or go for a raspberry Bilt Bar instead of a raspberry pie. Lots of good flavors to replace any pie. Low calorie, low carb, low fat, high protein, covered in 100% real chocolate. Bilt Bar is a great option for when you are hungry. If Thanksgiving isn't coming soon enough, go for a Bilt Bar or two or three or four, whatever the case might be. Share some of your family gatherings. It will make things a little less awkward. Maybe Aunt Betty hasn't tried a Bilt Bar yet. New surprises all month. Limited time flavors arriving at BiltBar.com regularly. So check the site often. There's nothing like a Bilt Bar Black Friday. Mark your calendars. Black Friday will be a huge event with all sorts of surprises. So the offer is go to BiltBar.com. Use the promo code LOCK15 and you'll get 15% off your order. Again, use promo code LOCK15 for 15% off at BiltBar.com. And now the second live read this morning comes from betonline.ag. Please remember to gamble responsibly. So we're back and better than ever. A new web interface for the start of the basketball season. More props, odds, and lines than ever before. BetOnline remains your number one spot for all the basketball and football action this season. Head to our new updated desktop or mobile website to sign up today and receive your 50% welcome bonus on your first deposit. Just use our promo code LOCKEDON to receive your bonus from basketball, football, baseball, postseason, NHL, boxing, and UFC. Right to your favorite Vegas casino games don't wait to take advantage of all the amazing offers available for the 2021 season bet online is the fastest and easiest way to bet on all your favorite sports bet online where the game starts please remember to gamble responsibly and visit our friends at locked on bets for all your betting needs there as well so we obviously have an afternoon matchup against the boston bruins and uh there's a lot to talk about before i get into the prediction part of the episode so let's break it all down let me uh give you the players to look out for and also just my overall perspective on uh, how we stack up against the Boston Bruins. So uh, the Boston Bruins, like I said, coming into this game, they are 6-5. and five. They lost their last game against the Edmonton Oilers. Uh, the New Jersey Devils, we are 7-3-2. and two. We have a three-game win streak and a four-game point streak. So the one thing I say for the New Jersey Devils is that we have to keep up that momentum. We need to play with full energy. We need to come out with a full force and 
who better to give that energy than Dawson Mercer. So I need to give Dawson Mercer some love because that last goal he gets he had against the New York Islanders, just beautiful. He was able to go five hole on Sorokin and, um, you know, Dawson Mercer, just the plays he makes, just the highlight reel he is stacked up so far in his career. You just can't teach that. And I wrote an article for Pucks and Pitchforks, which by the way, will be in the description of this episode. So please give that article some love. That's my first article with uh, Pucks and Pitchforks. And I'm grateful for the new opportunity of writing for the Devils but anyway back to uh, Dawson Mercer just some of the plays that he's making you you really cannot teach and that's why he made the roster spot over Alexander Holtz like I said many 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 times before but you know at the end of the day you know it, it's just so true Dawson Mercer he's just a talent and you know his uh, hometown in uh, Newfoundland they've already just said proud home of Dawson Mercer so you know right now for uh, Mercer he's on a roll he's that dark horse in the Calder Memorial Trophy race so I'm looking forward to seeing what he could potentially do uh, for us in this game against the Boston Bruins because I would look for Dawson Mercer to start making plays early for the Devils because he just has that energy. He has the uh, roar of a lion and he has the energy of a cheetah, if that makes any sense. I know that was completely stupid, but it's just so true because Dawson Mercer is that energizer for us. So before Jack Hughes got hurt, it was Jack Hughes. That's the person I was looking for to make plays. And now I'm looking at Dawson Mercer to make plays for us because overall, when Dawson Mercer is just on the rink, even if he doesn't get the goal, even if he doesn't get the assist, he's just overall, you know, putting up some just great impact for the Devils. And he's actually doing much better than a lot of other, you know, big name stars in the NHL. So he deserves a lot of respect and overall just the impact, like I said, that he's making. Um, you know, if, if you guys want to know a fun fact, this is courtesy of at Lord Stanley's Cup. Uh, Mercer has more goals than uh, Barzell, Hall, McKinnon, uh, Panarin, and uh, Mercer uh, also has a plus six, and the other four have a negative two or worse. So you know the Devils overall are much better with Dawson Mercer on the rink. So like I said, that plus minus of plus six just shows you that Dawson Mercer makes the impact for the New Jersey Devils. He makes the right play. So Dawson Mercer, keep an eye out for him because it's just time for him to just put uh, the NHL world on notice because we in the New Jersey Devils fan base know who Dawson Mercer is. But it just seems like I'm seeing more discussion of Lucas Raymond, uh, Mo Sider, and, you know, respect is given to those two players out in Detroit. You know, not to disrespect them, but I want Dawson Mercer to be given more attention because I feel like he deserves it. And he's just a, such a quiet, reserved guy that it, it seems like a lot of people don't realize his true impact. So uh, I, I want Dawson Mercer to just come out guns blazing against the Boston Bruins and just put his name on the map. That's what Dawson Mercer needs to do because right now he's having a sneaky, quiet good season and that cannot happen if you want to win the Calder Memorial Trophy you need to do what Lucas Raymond did you need to get a hat trick you need to do something just you know get your name out there we know how good you are in New Jersey but can you do it uh, to the rest of the NHL world and that's what I need from Dawson Mercer currently so uh, he's one of the players to look out for so uh, Brad Marchand we need to keep an eye out for him because in the last five games he has nine points so uh, you know, like I said, Marshawn has the tendency to get under your skin. We do not have Miles Wood, so you know we don't have anyone to neutralize him in that regard. So look for Mikey McLeod because I, I know it's crazy to say, but think about it like this: uh, Mikey McLeod was able to knock over Big Z Chara. Seriously, like it's all over uh, Twitter, and I was just in amazement because Mikey McLeod just basically hit him like he was nothing. And Big Z, I I don't know how many inches or pounds that Big Z has on. 
uh, on McLeod. But to give you reference, I know this for a fact, Big Z weighs at least 250 pounds if my memory is good today. So the fact that Mikey McLeod was just able to just assert himself like that and just knock over, you know, one of the most uh, assertive defensive men uh, in this generation just goes to show you that some of the uh, tendencies that Miles Wood used to do for the Devils on that side of, of the rink is rubbing off on Mikey McLeod because remember, Wood and McLeod played on the same line last year. They were the energy line for the New Jersey Devils. They were the most consistent line. It's one of the reasons why I love Nathan Bastion. And, you know, uh, Nathan Bastion led the team in hits last year, but who was second? Mikey McLeod. So, Mikey McLeod, my mission for you is you got to try to get under Marshawn's skin. You need to do what you did to Big Z. You need to take some of the tendencies from uh, Miles Wood and, and, you know, just do it once again. Don't make this a one-time trendy thing make this a consistent thing because you know when you think of Mikey McLeod you probably don't think of the most uh assertive guy on the rink because you know he you know he's only 23 years old and you know he's not the biggest guy on the rink he's six foot two weighs 190 pounds but at the same time he just has that strength he has that tenacity he has that energy he's like uh, what I said about Dawson Mercer just assert yourself so for Mikey McLeod he's another player that I want to just assert himself even more and just you know show everyone that hey I might be six foot two. I might be 190. I might not be 250. But you know what? I don't care if someone has 60 pounds on me. I'm going to knock your ass over. So that's what I want from Mikey McLeod. So you got to neutralize Brad Marshawn because, like I said, in the past five games, he has nine points. And then Patrice uh, Bergeron, he has five goals in the past uh, five games. So Nico Heizer, you need to just compete to his level because. Heizer has five points in the last five games. Uh, Zaka has two goals in the last five games. So, um, you know, we, we need to find a way to neutralize those two respective players for uh, the Boston Bruins. If we want any chance of winning, we cannot try to beat uh, Boston at their own game of just trying to outscore us. Like, we, we can't go tick for tack. If we go tick for tack and, you know, uh, Bruins score, devil score, Bruins score, devil score, Bruins score, devil score. We're going to lose that matchup eight times out of ten, in my opinion. So we need to assert ourselves early, and overall, we need to make that overall great impact. So uh, those are my players to look out for. Mikey McLeod, just what he was able to do on Big Z. Then um, Nico Heizer, and uh, also uh, Dawson Mercer. So those are my three players to look out for in our next matchup uh, against the Boston Bruins. So from a statistical standpoint, here's how we uh, stack up against the Boston Bruins. This is courtesy of NHL.com slash Game Center. So power play percentage, we are ranked 23rd in the league with a power play percentage of 16.2%. So slowly but surely, we're starting to uh, climb the ranks just a little bit because going into that Islanders game, we were ranked 25th in the league. And then for the Boston Bruins, they are ranked 7th in the entire league at 23.5%. So, you know, if the Boston Bruins enter the power play, we really need to step up in the penalty kill. Speaking of which, we're also moving up a couple of spots in the penalty kill category, 76.1%. And the Boston Bruins are 81.1%, 19th in the league. So nothing special. Uh, the Boston Bruins are middle of the pack. Uh, nothing special about their penalty killing unit. However, uh, their power play is a concern I have. So if you're the New Jersey Devils, if you're going to get a penalty, if you're going to go into the penalty kill, yeah, here's my advice. Do not. And if we go into the power play against the Boston Bruins, once again, this is another uh, opportunity for us to just get better in the power play uh, percentage and just get another power play goal and climb the ranks just a little bit, just anything. And then 
Face-off percentage, the Boston Bruins are second in the league, 55.7%. Devils are 21st, 49.2%. So I expect the Boston Bruins to beat us in a lot of face-offs. And hopefully, uh, if they do beat us in the face-off, hopefully it's in our uh, offensive zone. I know that sounds a little crazy, but I'm just saying, like, uh, because I would much rather try to uh, you know, lose the faceoff, then get control of the puck quickly, and then just go back on the attack. Versus if we're in our defensive zone, they win the faceoff, they go on the attack, and they score on us. So that's my overall, um, you know, thought on that. You know, I don't know how many of you think like me. I don't know how many of you think in the opposite direction of me. But like I said, I'm no for my controversial takes. So if we're gonna lose a lose a faceoff, much rather it happen in our offensive zone, so that way we could just swipe the puck right back and go right back on the attack. That's my opinion, and you know, look for Jimmy VC because uh, Jimmy VC is tops in our team in takeaways. I bet a lot of you didn't know that. Uh, you learn something new every day. So uh, yeah, for against the Boston Bruins, this is going to be a tough one. So the New Jersey Devils, we have the momentum. The Boston Bruins are coming off a loss. Their record is nothing impressive. They're six and five. The Devils are seven three and two. Um, yeah, do we extend our win streak to four? And that's the big question because uh, the last games for the Boston Bruins have been kind of toughies to say the least. So they beat the Senators, but barely three to two. They lost to the Toronto Maple Leafs five to two. They beat the Detroit Red Wings five to one. They beat the Florida Panthers in a shootout three to two. They got shut out by the Hurricanes three to nothing. They lost to the Panthers four to one. Oh, boy, because earlier this episode we were talking about are these games that the Devils are winning, you know, like against the Panthers, is that a fluke? Is that the real deal? I'm going to say it's the real deal. And I think Jonathan Bernier is also going to be a net for the New Jersey Devils just because Mackenzie Blackwood has been getting a lot of work the past couple days. I'm sure you don't want to overwork him this early in the season. So I expect Jonathan Bernier to get to start against the Boston Bruins. That's just a prediction. Can't confirm or deny anything. So I think the New Jersey Devils extend their win streak to four games. I think we can beat the Boston Bruins as long as we're able to neutralize those players that I mentioned. So Bergeron and also Marshawn. We need to neutralize them because they're on a bit of a hot streak. So if we're able to keep the Boston Bruins under two goals, I think we have a chance of winning. And hopefully we see Allmark because when he was playing with the Sabres, I think the Devils, uh, you know, want vengeance on him because we made Allmark look like, um, you know, like he was a Vesna Trophy winner because almost half of the wins uh, that the Sabres had were at the hands of the New Jersey Devils. So I'm just saying, I, if, if we see Allmark in between the pipes, expect the New Jersey Devils to just be seeing red. Uh, no, no pun intended because, you know, our jerseys are red, but still. Um, yeah, so uh, my overall prediction for the New Jersey Devils is that we're going to keep the Boston Bruins under two uh, and we're going to beat them three to one. That's my final score prediction. Hopefully it's correct. Look for Dawson Mercer. Look for Mikey McLeod. Look for Nico Heizer. Let me know what you guys think. And like I said, this episode still goes up at 6.15 a.m. Eastern time. However, the game is at 1 p.m. So hopefully you listen to this episode before the game. So everything I say is prior to puck drop. So let me know what you guys think on Twitter before the start of this afternoon matchup. That's about all the time I have for you guys today. Thanks for listening. Continue to stay safe and have a wonderful day, New Jersey. Go Devils. And I will catch you guys in the next episode. Thanks for listening.